So we're on the road right now, we're about halfway there. And I thought, why not just take some of your guys' comments while I'm on the road? So Mike, fire them away. Question number one, who's that coming in from? Jake Whitman. Jake Whitman. Hi Carl, I just went through this video, very good information. One question I have, in, is my LLC set up to get taxed as an S-Corp? Would I still get the same benefits as an S-Corp or do I need to change it over completely? Thanks, Jake. Yeah, Jake, that's actually a really great question. When it comes to S corporations and switching from an LLC to an S corp. I just want you to know that you have the same liability protection if you are an LLC taxed as an S corp or if you were to set up an S corp initially. So when you learn from watching these videos that it might make sense to transition to an S corp, don't think that you need to shut down your LLC, your operational company, and then set up a brand new S corporation. You can simply fill out 2553 form and transition your LLC over to an S corp. Your liability protection stays intact. Your EIN number stays intact. And then you're now operating as an S corp, which means you'll be taking payroll through that same bank account with a payroll company. So. Whether you start out as an S corporation or you transition from an LLC to an S corp, you have the same liability protection as an LLC. The only difference is when you start out as an S corporation, you'll just have more of those corporate require those corporate requirement compliance requirements that you have to do on a yearly basis. Next question is from Danielle Spellacy. Okay. If you're getting started and are in a qualified joint partnership, the first year of starting up your business, would would a new vehicle count as startup in the $5,000 fees, or can you take the single line deduction over 6,000 pounds? That's a good question. So you're a new business owner, and you have a joint partnership, or a qualified joint partnership, with another business owner, and you're wondering if your vehicle deduction will count towards startup costs. So when it comes towards deducting your vehicle, the IRS allows for you to write off your vehicle in one or two different ways, okay? You can choose to take the actual or you can choose to take the mileage. The actual means that you're choosing to take all the actual expenses associated with your vehicle. That includes your car payments, your car insurance, gas, all those expenses associated with having your vehicle. Now, you as a business owner determines when your business is actually operational. So once your business is operational, you can choose to depreciate your vehicle if you purchased it over the course of five years. If the vehicle weighs over 6,000 pounds, that's when you can choose to leverage the 179 vehicle deduction plus bonus depreciation and take the entire vehicle's purchase price all in one year. If you are writing off a vehicle and you're leveraging 179, you can only write off the vehicle's purchase price to the extent of business income. In order to put yourself at a loss, you would need to claim bonus depreciation. Taking 179 does not put you at a loss. If your business was not started prior to December 31st, prior to the end of the year, then yes, the $5,000, any vehicle expenses that you may have will go into your $5,000 as startup cost, and the excess will be depreciated over the course of 15 years once your business is operational. Next question from Eric Morillo. All right. I like, I really like your videos. I am looking to purchase my first rental property out of state. I am trying to inform myself if I should put it under a long-term LLC or a S-Corp. I saw one of your videos explaining the, them both. 
since it is a long-term investment and just starting out, or since it's a long-term investment and just starting off, not generating a lot of revenue, should I start off with an LLC? Thanks. I will keep looking for your videos. Got it. So from what I'm hearing, Eric, it sounds to me like you're looking to get into real estate. Congratulations on that. As a new real estate investor, it's important for you to understand what type of entity structure you should have in place for asset protection. Knowing that an LLC and S-Corp provides the same liability protection does not mean that both of these entity types would make sense for holding your assets in when it pertains to passive income. Normally, real estate investors will establish a limited liability company for their assets for real estate. When you're having a business that's an ordinary income business as it pertains to real estate, such as flipping, such as wholesaling, even such as real estate development, these types of ordinary income is subject to Social Security and Medicare tax, which is why it's more desirable to have an escort. But if you're gonna be getting into a long-term investment earning passive income, you're not gonna to wanna to be subject to Social Security and Medicare tax on that income. So I recommend having an LLC for your real estate investings and holding your real estate inside of an LLC for asset protection. All right, next question is from Ariel Rennie. Um, okay. So, when do we switch to an S-Corp? Is it better to just start off as an S-Corp? Or is it better to get an LLC and then switch over eventually? It has to be a reason why people start an LLC. Or is there a reason? Uh, please explain. I literally just filed to start an LLC and I want to eventually be able to pay myself out of it. But now this video gave me knowledge about an S-Corp and I didn't even know about it. Uh, now I just want... Uh, I just don't know which direction to take. If anyone else has have knowledge on this tool, please feel free to comment. Got it. So Ariel, this is a big reason why I started this YouTube channel was to give people access to the answer to this specific question that you're asking. Because most business owners are instructed to start out as LLCs, but then as your business continues to grow, you're like, wait a second, I want to pay myself. But then you'll find out later that when you pay yourself as an LLC owner, that your business doesn't get to receive a tax deduction and the money you take out of the business is all taxed. And then you eventually want to get to a place where sometimes the money you're taking back out of your business is not being taxed, where you have some of those distributions being untaxed. When you transition over to an S corporation, you can take distributions and process payroll, giving your business a tax deduction. LLC owners do not get to have that same benefit. And so it may make sense for you to start out as an LLC initially because your business isn't making a lot of money. Or it may make sense for you to start out as an S corporation initially because you know you're gonna be coming into a lot of money as a new business owner initially. That is why there is hesitation in the tax space from other accountants just instructing people to set up S corporations because S corps are more expensive than LLCs. So hearing that, you would want to know, well, when does the, it make the best sense to transition from the LLC to the S-Corp? Go visit my YouTube video where I talk about transitioning from the LLC to the S-Corp, and you'll learn that in my office, I've already kind of determined that forty-five dollars to $50,000 net income is the sweet spot to when I start telling business owners to make the transition from an LLC to an S-Corp so there is a payroll deduction that they can receive. If you wanna learn a little bit more to make it make sense, join that video that I did and it'll go over the aspects of giving yourself a reasonable compensation. From KO Videos, 
about if you held a property over a year, are there any differences? For example, the house I'm flipping now, unfortunately, it's taken me over a year. I know I'm not taxed as earned income. Yeah, so when it comes to flipping real estate, it's all about your intent. If you're a flipper and you're flipping a rental property in less than 365 days, yes, we should know by now we're subject to short-term capital gains, that's ordinary income, subject to ordinary income tax rates. But if you couldn't flip your property in a year span and it takes you longer than a year and you didn't flip any other rentals, any other real estate or any other properties in that year, then technically you would be subject to long-term capital gains on the income once you do sell that property. Now, if you're a dealer, someone who's in the business of flipping, then your intent is to make a profit anytime you're selling. And in that case, you are gonna be subject to short-term capital gains. And that's part of the reason why S-corporations are recommended for dealers because they're paying into Social Security and Medicare tax, which is self-employment tax. So if you're a flipper, just know that you're considered a dealer in the eyes of the IRS, someone who's buying and selling real estate, and that might be best done inside of an S-corporation.